0: Welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. Hello, uh, Jared Walsh here. It kind of sounds like me. I still have no voice after the original rivalry um, on Friday night where we smashed Melbourne victory, let's be honest, and um, I lost my voice and it's still gone and it's still worth it. What an incredible match In front of the biggest crowd That we have had At an Adelaide United match Since 2016 Which is incredible So I wanted to give A special shout out To all of the Adelaide United supporters Who made their way to Cooper Stadium It was brilliant The newly renovated Cooper Stadium Which looked awesome And um, I, I can't encourage you enough to keep that consistency up whether it's at Cooper Stadium for our next home game in our Isuzu A League men's competition or of course um the Liberty A League women's comp where we are taking on Sydney FC at Service FM Stadium for our very first home game and I think it's only fitting to talk about that we bring in an Allegage medalist and of course uh, someone that we are so pumped to have back at the club and that is Marushka Waldis. welcome to the Pitch Podcast Thank you. Uh, let's talk about how you actually got back to the club. So um, from my kind of understanding, uh, you went to a- another club after you won um, the Alligage medal, which was amazing. And then you had a two-year deal there. And we're like, you know what? We're going to get you out of that early. Come back to Adelaide United. Can you talk us through that?
1: Uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, after uh, my season at Adelaide, I went back uh, to the Netherlands, to PSV Eindhoven, um, And yes, I was there for, I should be there for two years. Um, We had a good start in the beginning of the season. Like, we played Champions League. Um, Personally, I had a um, good season. Um, But I missed the team atmosphere and like the mentality to win. And I've always been like in touch with Adelaide, kept in touch with the girls, with Stance, the coach. And I wasn't, like, I was happy to be be home, like, with friends and family, but yeah, there was something missing, I think, and um, so, yeah, I spoke to the club, to the clubs, I would say, and then... One and one was two.
0: What's Champions League like, that experience? Because that's next level football where no matter what part of the qualification you're at or what what part of the tournament, it's still on the world stage. So what sort of crowds were you playing in front of and what's that experience like for the team?
1: Um, well, we didn't play in such a big crowd. I think it was maybe two thousand because we went to Moscow. Uh-huh. Um, probably one of the last persons has been to Moscow. Yeah. Um, so we first had to play against, um, yeah, uh, Spartak Moscow, and we won with three-one, um, and I was happy and lucky to score. Um, and then we first uh, Arsenal um, in this, like in the same stadium. Uh, so Arsenal first like a team from, I'm not sure Kazakhstan, and then uh-huh. the winners played against each other. Uh, and unfortunately, we lost three one against uh, Arsenal. But it was a good game, and it's like yeah, when the I think Champions League when like the tune goes like, yes. that makes like Champions League, Champions League. Um,
0: Is that your first time going to Russia?
1: Yeah, that was my first time. Is it, it
0: is it pretty confronting? Like we obviously uh, see in Australia and in the world, kind of press about everything that's going on there. And and football's different, but you still need to go through the airport. You travel through Moscow mm-hmm. and stuff like it's. A, I'm, I'm sure it's a bit of a shock to your system to go to some of these different countries.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a, uh, luckily it was like before the war. It was like in August, um, but still it was at the airport, uh, quite confronting and like how they treat you. And yeah, they don't speak English and is it military at at the airport? Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Like you get pushed away and my coach (laughs) was asked like a ton of questions and he was like, I'm here for sport. (laughs) Yeah. It's different, different type of world.
0: One of the things that you mentioned was, uh, you missed the team environment. Is that, um, can you talk us through that? Like, is that the, the culture that Adelaide United has provided or is it Australian football of that environment where, um, in my opinion, everybody in the team understands they have a role to play and you work together to achieve your goals where potentially at other clubs everybody's focused about themselves as individuals to get their own personal glory. Is that accurate saying that?
1: Um, yeah, it's definitely... It's something that Adelaide United provides, and... Um, like the club feels like a family, but also like the team was really like we had a very close team two years ago and we, yeah, unfortunately didn't make finals, but we were nearly there, like missed it out on one goal. But like how we stick together through that season and like on the pitch and off the pitch, that was like huge. Um, and it made, yeah, I was always still in touch with a lot of the girls and also the staff, like how Stance keeps this team together. Yeah, that's class, so um, I wanted to go back.
0: It's pretty fascinating to see the trajectory of 12 months, as in we miss the finals by one goal in the year you're at the club, and then the following season um, we don't just make the finals, we qualify in a match at Cooper Stadium, which was amazing, Um, and then obviously we get so close and we... We lose to the eventual champions. So, were you watching from afar and thinking, oh, "I, I could have had an impact there," or it just makes you want to come back even more?
1: <laughs> no, like I was just supporting. Like I try to watch the games as many as possible um, with the time difference. And yeah, of course, I was like, "Damn, we should have done it the year before." Mm. Um, but I was just very happy for like for the club and for the girls. So that's good.
0: It'd be interesting to get your perspective on someone like Fiona Wertz, who um, I, I always remind her of this, that um, the the year that you won the Dialogic Medal, um, Fiona wasn't provided with a contract at that point at the end of the season. She was basically the last person contract, and then... She wins all of these awards, the best player in the um, Liberty uh, A-League women and, of course, um, wins the awards at Adelaide United. I'm sure that makes you pretty proud to see ha- how she's um, turned a challenge into a strength and really shone in that area.
1: Yeah, I'm very proud to see um, how she like like turned up last season. I think the season that I was there and um, I said to some of the girls that she was a very good player – And somewhere like, uh, like she looks a bit tired and this and that. But she was working for her visa, like potato picking. Yeah, she was. Hey, she
0: was like cleaning bathrooms at hotels and doing everything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I think like that year she didn't perform because she was worn out. Mm. And where last year I think she was like physically also on her A league, and then everything like came together, like all the pieces fell together for her. And then it's amazing to see like how she performed. That's like, yeah.
0: So did, did you have other options or was Adelaide your only option to come back to an Australian team? Were there other clubs that wanted your services?
1: Yes, there were other, like I had other options uh, also in Europe. But um, yeah, there was only one, to be fair, there was one way.
0: Um, what is it about Adelaide, the city that you like we know your love for um stents and the team and the football club but what is it about living in adelaide does it remind you of home at all apart from the stinking hot weather
1: (laughs) um no what i like about adelaide is that you have like um the like the city the beach and the nature you have it all like close and nearby and it's a little bit like more relaxed and calm down whereas for example sydney is like always full on traffic like too much too busy um, and back home, I'm come like I come from a small town where also like people are relaxed and everyone is friendly and says hi, how are you? Um, and that's like similar to Adelaide, so yeah, I appreciate that. What's
0: what's the town called where you're from? Stegerda. Okay, how do you spell that?
1: S t e g g e r d a.
0: And what's the population? Do you know?
1: A thousand.
0: One thousand people. So you yeah. basically know everyone. So your family's still there.
1: Well, my parents just moved, um, but like yeah, my granddad's still there. Yeah.
0: Wow. And do they have a football team there?
1: Uh, and it's the village next, like the village, the next village. Okay. Like the Blesser. Yeah, I played there when I uh, growing up.
0: See, village is a, a a word that we're not familiar with here in Australia because there's so many villages around that area where um, it it feels like small little country towns, I guess that you'd have here yeah, in it's South like Australia.
1: A, yeah, it's like a small country town. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's funny actually because we've just had a a Cricket World Cup here in Australia and um, the Netherlands got to play um, a couple of weeks ago against South Africa and they won. And to see all the Dutch supporters was absolutely amazing to see like um, the impact that it has like on a community of people and I think they like knocking South Africa out of the competition as well. Um, what about some of your, like, things that you miss about home? I almost fell off the table then. Um, when you get to come to Adelaide, it's always well and good. You said you've been back here since September, but are there certain things that you miss about home?
1: Uh, yeah, of course, like, my family and friends, like, that's always something that I miss. Um, and I miss uh, just grabbing my bike and bike to the club or bike to the store um, that's on here like you most likely have to drive the car or get
0: one of those e-scooters yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> those are
1: perfect
0: they are perfect um the one of the things that um i love about adelaide united and, and obviously being here at the club as well is that team environment but the upgrade to Cooper Stadium you've got to have a look at it now we've had two A-League men's matches here and then there's a double header coming up where you're taking on Wellington and um, the men are playing Newcastle. Um, were you at the victory game did you get to hear the noise?
1: Yeah I was at the game it was amazing. Um, when I came into the stadium I was like surprised because it was so busy and that made me like so I was like oh this is very good but like two years ago I've been to games and like now it was packed and it was a lot of noise and how the boys took on like victory was amazing
0: yeah and i guess like the the screens and the sound it really builds up that atmosphere so i'm sure um you're looking forward to playing there as well in a couple of weeks time in that double header because there's a couple of them in this season which is really good
1: yes yeah i'm looking forward to it i can't wait like to play in front of the fence again like that's always the best feeling. To be fair,
0: so what are you doing when you're not playing football, Marushka? Uh, what do you do as a, a hobby? Do you read? Do you go to restaurants? Talk to the Adelaide United family about the things that you like to do that aren't football related.
1: Um, I still work. Okay. Uh, I have like a part-time job um, in an in the Netherlands, so I work remote um, in, in it, Like it's a software company company using uh, ai to create sustainable solutions
0: so you work from adelaide into yeah. the netherlands as your part-time job yes yeah wow correct. yeah how long have you been doing that for do you do that when you're home you work out of the netherlands and then when you come to adelaide you do it remote
1: yeah so last year uh, when i was in the netherlands i worked there as well and then i could go to the office now and then yeah okay um, but still mostly remote because I was playing for PSV and the company is in, like, in Eindhoven and Rotterdam. It's, like, an hour apart away. Um, but, yeah, as far for now, it goes all right. Like, I do my things. And then in the evenings, now and then, I have, like, meetings because of the time difference.
0: So that changes your schedule? You need to be working at night time?
1: Yeah, I only do, the, like, meetings. And we, like, my schedule is, like, I put it in my schedule that, yeah, I know... Yep. For example, on a Thursday, if we don't have training in the evening, then from like six to eight, I, have, I take some meetings. Um, wow. So yeah, that keeps good. you
0: pretty busy. And that's one of the things I guess that um, we as a, a, a football fan base don't know that some of you still have to work. Obviously, some of the players don't. But the majority of the A-League women players still have to work to provide an income for rent and bills and things like that. So the gap is closing, but it's not there yet.
1: No, exactly. I think that's, um, you see that in Europe as well. Um, but personally, I also like, I want to use my, I need to do something besides football and use my brain. Otherwise I go bananas. Like I need to focus on something else. Um, because then I perform better on the field as well, because then I, you can switch off better. It's an easy way to switch off. Um, and there's also, there's more than football, of course, in life, um, Football is still always number one. Um, So it's good to be focused on different areas.
0: It's pretty exciting to see more recently um, the Matildas, our Australian national team, not just have really good results but attract a big supporter base to their two games they had, um, which is great leading up to the Women's World Cup, which is coming to Australia. There's going to be some games here in Adelaide. The the health of women's football looks really good at the moment where um, I've said for a while, like, the Matildas is probably – Um, The stronger brand than the Socceroos at the moment, heavily attended, really successful. You see Sam Kerr on the front of a video game in FIFA, which is just out of this world, which is incredible. It must make you pretty excited to see the growth of the sport.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And I think Australia is doing a good job regarding that. And it's very exciting that they will host the World Cup. Um, So I guess it can only grow. And I think one, if I look to the Netherlands, like women's soccer... The Netherlands won the European Championship in the Netherlands and then it got like a big boost. So I think there's only one job for the Matildas and that's win win the World Cup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about winning in uh, another episode of the podcast. So uh, make sure you have a listen to it because we're going to get a bit of a preview into our match against Sydney FC. Marushka Walters, thank you very much for joining us on the pitch.
1: Thank you.